Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, joining you. 134 in Edmonton. Battle of Alberta tonight. Dylan Holloway and Wisconsin about to drop the puck in uh, 26 minutes time against uh, my old midget double-A center, Guy Godowski's Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, it's going to be a hard afternoon for uh, Penn State. They do have a good uh, graduating undrafted forward, Alex Lejums, L-I-G-O Gomez. Uh, I'll have to check on that here. Maybe somebody will end up getting them uh, signed. Uh, actually, I think the Bakersfield Condors had a kid from Penn State. I'm not sure if he's uh, with them right now or currently in the ECHL. Well, let's go find out as we head off to the River Curry Resort Casino for our weekly update from the farm. His team has won eight straight games, perhaps no thrilling, uh, no more thrilling than what happened on Saturday down 3-2 late. They tied it like the final 90 seconds. And then Ryan McLeod stepped out of the penalty box and scored the GWG in OT. We welcome back to the show, Jay Woodcroft. Hello, Jay. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Who was the Penn State kid you had uh, on the team to start the season? Yeah, and we still have him. His name's Liam Folks. He's a uh, right winger for us, works hard, um, and is uh, he's a good, good, good person and a guy that, He's trying to find his way at the American League level, so he's done a good job so far. All right. Well, speaking of doing a good – you said all along, and we'll give you credit, you know your team. You said, Bob, we're going to be okay here. A bunch of the other teams in our division were skating together for a while. Uh, we had a bunch of guys up in Edmonton split squad. We're playing okay. We're just not getting the results. Now you've won eight straight games. Seven in a row for Stuart Skinner, by the way. Uh, or no, eight eight in a row now for uh, Stuart Skinner. So you got the hottest line in the league. You got the hottest goalie in the league. It's got to be the coaching, right, Jay? Well, I think the key to good coaching is to have a hot goaltender, isn't it, Bob? That's what I that's what I've uh, I've learned through my time. Uh, but certainly, Stuart's been great. He's been lights out. Uh, it's calmed the waters back there, but it's 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 more than just the hottest line and the hottest goaltender. It's it's the team has really um, bought into playing the game the right way, uh, to competing hard for each other, um, to not giving anything away for free. And I think when you're trying to build a type of performance culture, the byproduct is winning. 
And for us, you know, that's what we're trying to do down here. We're trying to um, create a culture where we get the most out of every player that we see. Um, we help develop their skills. And uh, while they're doing that, they do it in a winning environment. Well, let's start with Skinner, uh, because the Oilers are wondering whether or not this guy can be a goaltender of the future for the organization. A third-round pick, uh, played very well for uh, Henderson's, uh, who's leading the way in your division. Uh, their head coach, Manny Viveros, during that swift current run in 2018 to the Memorial Cup. Uh, we saw him get the one start here. First NHL starts, a steep learning curve, but you've got some time. I mean, he's only... What, 22 years old right now, Jay? What are you seeing? Are you seeing a different Skinner now than maybe the one you had last season? Well, uh, well the word I would use to describe Stuart right now is he's a priority. Uh, he's a development priority for our team. It's important that we we draft and develop a goaltender um, for our organization. And right now, um, he's in year three of his maturity curve his development curve and um right from the first time i got to to meet stewart and see stewart i felt very comfortable with him his first year was a learning year for him he spent half the year in wichita half up uh, with our team in bakersfield and i felt good enough about his athleticism about his pedigree and about his um ability to win games that we put him in the lineup in, in uh, the second round of the playoffs three different times. Uh, so I, I felt very good about Stewart. Last year, we asked him um, to, with their injury to another goaltender, we asked him to carry the mail for us and, and play a lot of games and develop into a starting American Hockey League goaltender. He had some ups and downs and some uh, growing moments, that's for sure. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, he just kept getting better and better. And I think his experience during the bubble, his experience during training camp in the first part of uh, the Edmonton Oilers season has served him well uh, as he moves into year three. And what we're trying to see from him is uh, to not only just be a starting goaltender in the American League, but to be an elite one. Uh, he's always had the physical attributes. It's about um, trying to find consistency in his game. It's about staying emotionally up all the time. It's about staying mentally engaged all the time. And so far uh, during his time here over the first um, 10 games or so that he's played in, he's done a heck of a job. It's, in it's interesting, Jay. I think I mentioned this to you once before. During the 12-13 lockout, I went and watched Shirt Park play the Southside Athletic Club twice that year. And uh, Shirt Park had uh, Carter Hart in goal and Sam Steele. And the south side had Tyler Benson, who at that time was having an un he set the Bantam AAA scoring record, and they had Stuart Skinner and a defenseman named David Quenville, who was a good WHL puck movie D as well. And it, it's it, it's interesting the journey players take, right? Because Stewart's actually a bigger goalie than Carter Hart. A lot of people, Carter's had some tough moments this year, but I think he's a terrific goaltending prospect. But it does take goaltenders. Long, I mean, he's still only 22. A lot of times goalies don't really reach the height of their game until they're 26, 27. I'm going to ask you this. Second of a back-to-back -back this weekend against San Jose, you started in both games. Would he have been capable of that a year ago uh, if you had two healthy options? And is this another byproduct of his development? 
that's a really good question. I think uh, let's let's start with the with the um, it takes goaltenders a little bit longer, and I think that's been proven over time that. Uh, certainly, uh, there's a reason why there's um, initial window is four years before they have to be put on waivers, and that's for that very reason is that it takes goaltenders a little bit, um, a little bit more time traditionally than position players. So I think incremental prog- progress along the way is important, and certainly Stewart has shown that. In terms of his ability to play in back-to-back situations, um, you know, it, it went back to when we first started this, uh, probably three weeks ago, we had, um, we played Stewart on a Wednesday night in, in Anaheim area, the Orange County area to play San Diego. And then we had a home series on the Friday and the Saturday night. And, uh, we won the first game on the Friday and we were taking on another unbeaten team the next night. And we felt good about putting Stewart in the lineup. So he's done that. Um, pretty much all all season for us, and I do feel good about that. That is uh, that is something where I see progress in his game. I see maturity. Last year he he was put into those situations, but his consistency of performance was not at the level it is this year. And I think that's a credit to him. I think it's a credit to his preparation, his work with our goaltender coach, Sylvain Rodrigue, uh, his work with our goaltender coach up in Edmonton, Dustin Schwartz, earlier uh, this year. And, um, you know, we're just we're going to keep um, instilling confidence in Stewart and letting him know uh, what our expectations are. But so far through uh, the, his first 10 games or so, he's been excellent. Jay Woodcroft, head coach, Bakersfield Condors. Jay, right now you have the number one, number two, and I think the number six score in the entire American Hockey League. Uh, do they all do something different on that line? Yes. Yeah, I think they complement each other um, very much. I, it's interesting, Bob, going back to the bubble, um, which I got to, you know, watch and take part in a little bit and and, and use my eyes. Uh, I saw a little bit of chemistry when the, the three of those young guys were put together. Uh, they didn't see any game action during um, the play-in series or anything like that, but I, what I saw in the scrimmages um, and in, in the drills and their their chemistry uh, just stayed in the back of my mind. And we didn't start that way down here in Bakersfield this year, but we worked our way to that point. And if you look at that line uh, in pieces on the left side, I think with Benson you see an elite playmaker, somebody who um, has uh, tremendous vision, especially at this level. He finds people and he makes plays, and he's well over a point a game at this level. So his production is excellent. Um, in the middle, you have a big body in Ryan McLeod that skates like the wind, uh, that is defensively conscientious, and uh, is starting to stay in the scoring areas a little bit longer, and he's finding success for himself there and uh, proud of his development. And then we can't discount the leading scorer in the American Hockey League, Cooper Marodi, who has kind of uh, reinvented himself a little bit since he's gotten fully healthy in that he's playing on the wing, he's, he's developed this shot um, to to a very very high degree, and he's picking holes and shooting BBs, and and uh, all three of them have skill, 
They've found some chemistry playing alongside each other. They're certainly pacing us. But what I find most impressive, Bob, is that they're they're playing the game the right way. They're they're not cheating for offense. They're not lingering in behind, hoping that a puck gets kept alive. They're not uh, trying to sneak in behind other teams' defense and be a hundred feet from their their closest line mate or teammate. They're playing the game the right way. They're above people. They're transitioning well. And it's nice to see guys that are playing the game the right way get rewarded. It, it creates buy-in amongst our whole team when your top players are doing that. And it's a credit to the three of them. They've been excellent. Jay, when I used to watch the Erie Otters uh, with Chris Knobloch coaching the team, they had a right shot D. The Kings ended up taking him. His name's Eric Cernak, and he got, or uh, he ended up actually going over uh, in a, in a, it's, the pick was whatever traded. And he went to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he's become an important player, but he's a different type of defenseman. He's, uh, he's got size. He's a defensive guy. He didn't put up huge numbers in junior, but there's some ranginess to his game. And I'm looking at a left shot and a right shot. Only one guy in an NHL deal. We've talked a bit about Marcus Niemelainen. But also, I, I watched uh, a portion of your game the other night. Vincent DeHarnay, uh, who was an Oilers draft choice, who's in on an AHL deal right now. Uh, Nima Line is 6'5.5. DeHarnay is 6'7. Can you maybe speak to. I know we've talked a little bit about uh, Nima Line. Can you speak to the development of DeHarnay here over the course of the last uh, little while? Sure, sure. He's a good topic and one I like talking about because. Uh, Vinny, like you said, was an Oilers draft pick. He signed an American League deal. He got his feet wet um, last year. It wasn't always an easy year for him last year. He he was battling a little bit of the injury bug, the consistency bug. He spent some time in the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, But he got some good experience uh, with us and got a feel for pro hockey, what the expectations were on how to practice at this level, how to prepare yourself for games at this level. And and this is a young man who went um, back home uh, during the COVID times and invested huge in his own personal development. So he spent a lot of time uh, training the right way and getting on the ice as much as he could. And um, he's come in and really impressed. He, like you said, he's six foot seven. You can't teach that. He uh, he's really improved his feet and his puck polish. Um, and when you're going against that guy, he takes up a lot, a lot of room, and so much so that our coaching staff uh, we call him the seaweed man because. You know, trying to play through Vinny DeHarnay is like trying to play through a bunch of kelp uh, in the ocean in that he finds a way to get his something on you, and nothing's clean for anybody. And so um, we think he's developing nicely. He's a big part of our team. He's He's a character kid willing to be in shooting lanes. And just like Nima Linen, who has also got great length and plays the game hard, um, they're part of that defense of ours that that might not have the uh, diminutive uh, elite power play quarterback or puck mover, but uh, we get it done uh, because our whole is greater than the sum of our parts. 
Well, at some point you might get Philip Kemp in from uh, Vasby. He's a right shot. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Berglund as well out of Sweden as well as Broberg. So you might get some help there. One final one for you, and it's about an Edmonton kid. Played five years for Medicine Hat. He was in contention for the WHL scoring championship. Uh, he got a quiet start to his junior career and then came on like gangbusters. Had a quiet start to this season, and he sniped a couple here for you over the last two or three games. James Hamlin, what can you tell us about him? Well, he's another South Sider, Bob, and I'm uh, surprised you didn't mention him as being part of that team that you were talking about with Benson yeah. and, and Skinner because he was on that team. Actually, uh, him and I were walking out of the arena the other day, and he was telling me how uh, he played alongside Tyler and the numbers that, that Benson put up in comparison, and he's telling me about kind of his comeuppance uh, through uh, minor hockey in the Edmonton world and then up through the WHL. and. What I see in James Hamblin is an undersized guy who plays with a ton of heart, and I just keep seeing him in in great clips. Every he's the, he's the guy that from day one I just keep seeing him in the right position all the time. He plays hard. He is um, doesn't take any shortcuts out there, and he's finding his footing uh, offensively at this level. He's showing up in chances for. I can move him all around the lineup. He plays on the penalty kill, plays a little bit here and there on the power play. He's a good hockey player for us, and it's a credit to our scouting department for finding him and, and bringing him to our team because he's been a heck of a, heck of a player for us. Now, you told us last week you got four in a row against San Jose, so we know you played two on the weekend. You got a couple more coming up here? Yeah, we're about to get on the bus uh, to head up to Northern California right now. And uh, the way we're looking at it, at it is it's like a four-game series, and we're, we've taken care of business on home ice and, and uh, showed character in the way we won those games. And now we're heading up uh, to our opponent's building, and we have to find a way uh, to keep it simple, to play towards our identity and structure and, and try and find two points on, on the road in game number three. All right, awesome stuff, Jay. We'll hook up next week. Uh, thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. Take care. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You bet that's Jay Woodcroft with an update from the farm. We'll take a timeout. It's 151 in Edmonton. Come back and wrap up Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Well, you, you, you look at your lineup every game and going in, and there's, you know, there's how you feel like your team can win. There's matchups, how you, you know, there are some tactical things that you look at with your lineup, you know, how the other team plays, you know, what, uh, 
you know different different structure of their game who might who might excel and uh, and different components and that's that's no different than any other year this year you know the the one difference being this year you might have a few more options to pick at but uh but that being said you still have the 23 man roster also so there's there's um challenges you might have a guy that you'd like to put in and the roster doesn't dictate you allowing to do that you know so so we'll uh we'll continue to monitor it and every game is a new challenge and you go into it you you put players in that you think you can be successful with in that game all right, that is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, Edmonton and Calgary tonight. Mike Smith against Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Chris Russell back in for Caleb Jones. James Neal uh, on a line with Haas and Chase on shore will remain in with Kara and Archibald. The Oilers to start Dreisaitl and McDavid together. We will tell you this, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendations, the Mediterranean Chicken. As uh, we go to list Dana Winter's history for New West Travel for Dennis and Jason Laliberte. Back in 1985, Yari Curry scores his 67th goal of the season as the Oilers and Sabres play to a 4-4 tie. Now, Curry finished the season a career-high 70 goals that year, eventually helping Edmonton to its second Stanley Cup in as many years. Yeah, Buffalo, and I'm, I don't know if it was the 84-85 season or 85-86, Darren Pupa came in out of RPI and pitched a 2-0 shutout. It was one of those two years. Uh, so maybe you haven't played Buffalo back there. Maybe you played each time. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll have to look into I'll find, figure that out next uh, couple days. Tomorrow, uh, we will tell you, uh, that, uh, tonight we've got the face-off show at 5.30. Jack Michaels has the call of tonight's game. Of course, Cam Moon, myself, uh, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. Face-off at 7 p.m. Battle of Alberta. Tomorrow, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties employing Albertans caring for our horses horse racing Alberta special shout out to uh, Kurt Levins cult of hockey for uh, a plug this weekend thank you very much up next a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and then we'll have the 630 chat afternoons today with guest host Daryl McIntyre so long everybody back at you at 530 Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.